Hello, it's me, Karen O'Day, with Karen's Medical Corner. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast today, and thank you for joining us. I am a certified family nurse practitioner and a certified nurse midwife in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I'm the owner and operator of Evercare Family Practice, where we specialize in family health care for men, women, and children, as well as hormone replacement therapy for men and women, and aesthetics. I'd like to thank you all today for joining us for the podcast. This is going to be a rather short podcast today. I would like to talk about wax impaction in the ears. And the reason I chose this topic uh, today is because it's one that we deal with quite frequently in clinic. And also I wanted a shorter topic because we're trying out some new equipment. Uh, One of my dear friends, Dr. Curley, he recommended a different lighting and a little bit of different sound. He is not only a fantastic doctor, but also a fabulous musician who knows everything about sound and lighting, and I know absolutely nothing. And then I was lucky enough to have my son visit from Seattle last week, and he is also a musician. So he hooked me up with uh, my little mixer that I was having difficulty using, as well as hooking up the lighting that Dr. Curley recommended. So we're going to see how this... uh, podcast goes and I was just a little bit nervous with all this new equipment and all of these cords all around me so I thought I would do something that I'm pretty comfortable talking about. So my background is family practice but for five years I worked in an ear nose and throat office in Berlin New Hampshire with an absolutely amazing provider uh, Dr. Cardell who was fantastic and taught me so much about ear, nose, and throat. It was a true blessing to be able to work with him. And one of the first things he taught me when I went into the office is that we never put water into our ears. It's different when you're swimming or you're in the shower and water just gets into the ears, but it's completely different if we're pushing water into the ears and it can cause significant complications. And when I was in school, in nurse practitioner school and most of the family practice providers that I know do remove cerumen with water and in working at his clinic I got to see many complications associated with putting water into the ears to remove wax from the ear canal so for me and my practice we no longer recommend that at all I have um, specialty equipment. I have an ear, nose, and throat cart that has suction, and uh, that's what we use to remove uh, wax impaction from the ears, as well as different types of instrumentation, such as uh, cerumen curettes, uh, alligator forceps, right angle picks. Some of those uh, pieces of equipment do take special training, but it is a much gentler and kinder way with fewer complications to remove wax from the ears. So one of the first questions I always get from patients when they come in the office is how did this wax become impacted? And I always tell patients wax in the ears is natural. It's a good thing to have some wax in your ears. It's a protective mechanism. It protects not only our ear canals, but our tympanic membrane and the middle ear to a degree. So it helps catch and retain debris that can naturally get into the ear, small debris as well as a little bit larger debris. And that wax naturally wants to be removed from our ears from the outer third of the canal with little hairs that actually push the wax out. But if the wax for some reason gets past those little hairs or say those little hairs are not existent, then we can get a wax buildup. 
if the wax gets back past the outer third of the ear canal, there's in the canal there's also a bend that uh, it happens for most people's ear canal, a little bend prior to reaching the eardrum. So the ear canal can be fairly long or it can be fairly short on people. Some people have a canal that goes straight back and some people have canals that have all different shapes and sizes. So one of the reasons that that happens is that the wax just can't physically get out. There's not that hair back past the external third of the ear canal. And so once the wax gets back there, it stays in there, it can get hard, and it can actually start to stick to the canal. One of the other reasons that wax gets past that point of being able to come out naturally is if people stick things in their ears. So if they put Q-tips in trying to get the wax out, they can actually pack the wax in kind of like a battering ram. Uh, they can use uh, other things. I've had people tell me they've used all sorts of things in their ears to try to get wax out and sometimes it'll just push that wax in further. Other reasons that wax can get impacted into the ear canal when people don't put anything into their ear and they have adequate uh, hair follicles in that external third of the canal is if the canal is very narrow. It can actually keep the wax from coming out naturally and push some of it back deeper into the canal. So once that wax is there, it can be almost impossible to get out. And people try everything to get wax out. They'll try candling. They'll try putting water in their ears. Some people put things that are very caustic into their ears. And, and one of the things that's sold over the counter that people will try to use in their ears is called Debrox. And Debrox is probably the worst thing you could ever stick into your ear. And why it's even on the market, I'm not even sure. I saw more complications in the ear, nose, and throat office with Debrox than I, I realized could even be possible. Because if something is put into the ear that can eat the wax, you have to wonder what that is going to do to the very soft and gentle tissue of the ear canal and the eardrum. And what happens is if you don't have a complete full wax impaction, if there's any ability for that wax to, to not be completely adherent, if you have any gap in the wax in your ear canal, that Debrox can get back behind the wax and it stays in there and it literally can eat a hole in your ear canal or eat a hole through the tympanic membrane, otherwise known as the eardrum. And that can be very dangerous. It can be a surgical emergency uh, depending on how severe it is. So in our office, we never recommend using Debrox in the ear. The easiest way, if you have a severe ear cerumen uh, wax impaction, is to get some mineral oil and put the mineral oil uh, 10 to 12 drops into each ear canal that's impacted for two weeks to soften that wax up and then have it removed by somebody who is specialized in removing wax. We never recommend using water in the ear. Again, not only can it cause pain, it can cause vertigo, which is room spins basically, or the sensation of movement when something is not moving. It can cause infection, it can cause trauma to the ear canal, and it can cause trauma to the eardrum. So the best way to have wax removed is either through instrumentation and gentle removal or through suction. And we do both at our office. So when a patient comes in, I always look in the ear to see if it looks like it's something that can be removed at that visit, a lot of times the wax is literally like cement. 
So we'll send the patient home again to use mineral oil. If they can't use mineral oil, they can use olive oil. Some people will put um, different types of uh, homeopathic uh, gentle oil in the ear, and that's probably fine. I always just recommend mineral oil just because it's got a nice viscosity, so it's thick. It gets in there, and it really loosens up that wax, so it makes it easy to take the wax out. Then we have the patient come back. And we gently remove the wax. And sometimes it can take one or two appointments, depending on how much wax is in there, how impacted it is, how hard it is. But most of the time we get it on the first uh, go round. But if it's very thick and we can't get it all out with ca without causing discomfort to the patient, we say use more mineral oil and come back in in another two weeks and we'll take the rest of the wax out. But gentleness is the key. It's very rare when you have an earwax emergency. Now patients can think that it's really urgent because they can't hear right and if that wax is in far enough it can be touching the eardrum and cause severe uh, pain. It can cause the sensation again of movement otherwise known as vertigo and and they really can't tolerate it. So prevention is the key. Once we get the wax out I always have patients ask me, well, what do I do to keep it from getting in there? And the first thing I tell them is don't stick anything in your ear that is smaller than your elbow. You should never put anything into your ear canal. You can't see in there. You don't know what you're doing in there. And you can actually cause pain, trauma, and infection. So that would be rule number one. Number two once wax is removed, a good way to keep the wax out and to keep your ear canal nice and healthy is to continue using the mineral oil. Now you don't have to use it every day. I tell patients to just use one or two drops in each ear canal two or three times a week around bedtime. Let it set for about 10 minutes on each side and then just gently wipe it out. Not only does it keep the wax nice and soft so it can be removed naturally by the hairs in the external third of the ear canal, but the mineral oil also helps maintain the pH balance of the ear canal, helping to prevent uh, eczema in the ear canal, which is a common problem uh, for many people. And a lot of times that uh, eczema can lead to infection and lead to the, have the need for antibiotic uh, ear drops. So a lot of times the mineral oil can help prevent that. Uh, it doesn't always prevent that. Sometimes you do need prescription drops. But those are the ways to kind of naturally keep the wax out. Now, if a patient has a very narrow ear canal or they have a collapsing ear canal, sometimes that's not going to be enough. But I still recommend it because it keeps the wax soft so that when they have to come back in for a wax removal, it's easy to get the wax out every time. And sometimes it is necessary. I have patients that sometimes come in every three months, every six months, every nine months, or if they just feel like they're building up wax to have it checked and have the wax taken out. And uh, that's what I would recommend. Every ear, nose, and throat office in the country has the ability to remove cerumen. Many uh, family practice providers are trained in instrumentation to gently remove wax. But if anybody ever suggests putting water into your ear to remove your wax, you can always kindly say, no, I'd like a referral to go somewhere that's specialized in removing wax be, because there's no point in taking a chance on your hearing. Your hearing is one of your major five senses and uh, once it's damaged sometimes it's it's not easily 
uh, uh, fixed if it's able to be fixed at all. Now I do have people who come in and they ask me, well, what about the ear uh, suction? You know, the uh, that you can buy over the counter. Well, they're making millions of dollars on it. It's not really effective if that wax is in there very deep. Again, they're not going to sell something over the counter that you could easily damage your, your ear with. So people will try it. Sometimes it works. A lot of times it doesn't work. Um, and then they'll come in and they'll ask me, well, what about the suction in the office? So the ear, nose, and throat cart, because that suction does make a noise, and that's true. And the noise level is about 90 decibels, and if that noise level was left in your ear for about four hours, that would damage, that could damage your hearing. But when we're removing wax, we're removing wax within a couple of minutes, uh, sometimes even a couple of seconds, depending on how soft the wax is. But usually it doesn't take any longer than um, max of about five minutes. So that's not enough to damage the um, the hearing. Now sometimes when we do do the cerumen removal with the suction, patients will say that they feel a fullness in their ear after the wax is out. Well, that's from the natural reflexes inside the middle ear, naturally protecting the ear by clamping down and diminishing the uh, sound of uh, that is going into the ear. And that can take about 10 minutes for those reflexes to kind of relax again, and that sensation of fullness should go away. Um, but those are things that, uh, that, you, that you can do to help prevent cerumen impaction and what you can do to treat cerumen impaction. If you have any questions regarding uh, cerumen or cerumen removal, cerumen impaction, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can call our office at 505-780-8301 for more information. You can also uh, go to our website. We take questions there. It's www.evercarefamilypractice.com. Feel free to email me at evercarefamilypractice at gmail.com. Uh, or you can leave uh, comments or questions on the um, podcast site itself. So I look forward to hearing from you and I'd like to again thank Dr. Curley and my son Aaron and I would like to say a special thank you to Dr. Cardell for uh, teaching me so much about uh, ear, nose, and throat that has really helped my family practice. A special thank you to our listeners, uh, Kathy V, Brad F, as well as Angelina and Samantha and uh, Glenda. I'd like to thank you all for listening and everyone else who's taken time out of their day. And I wish everybody a happy and healthy life and continued ability to make all of your health care choices uh, that meet your health care needs and continue to have freedom of choice regarding all aspects of your health. Have a good evening. Thank you so much.